Trot's Talk. Live the dream. Get involved in harness racing today. NZ Harness Racing. Visit hrnz.co.nz. Kia good morning. Welcome to Trot's Talk. Michael Guerin rejoining you after a couple of weeks away. I was in Melbourne, went to the Inter-Dominions. Feels like an awfully long time ago now because so much has happened since, including two domestic group ones. One at Alexandra Park on Friday night and one at Invercargill, of all places. Congratulations to Southland Harness yesterday for putting on a good old show. And one of the stars of that show, Carter Dalgetty, the young man who drove... Krug to win the $100,000 Group 1 Invercargill Cup will join us later in the show. Before then, we're going to catch up with the man who's driven plenty of Group 1s, but not one for 15 years until Friday night. James Stormont got the job done at Alexandra Park in the Queen of Hearts with All-American Lover. But Greg O'Connor has been holding the fort and talking into the microphone in my absence. Good morning to you, Gregory. Wasn't that a great result? Both of them, actually. Results, I should say. Friday night for Jimmy Stormont, and then yesterday for Carter Delgetti, two guys with vastly different bodies of work. Yeah, good morning to you, Michael. You're certainly right about that. Carter in the infancy of his career, and judging by the way he's going, Michael, he's uh, certainly uh, on the upward trend. And James Stormont, who sits 17th on the all-time list with 1,280 domestic wins, a dozen of those at Group 1 level. Yes, back in Group 1 winning groove, and really nice to see. He's always been a very talented horseman, clearly, but uh, he hasn't had too many opportunities, particularly at this level, with horses of All-American Lover's ability, Michael, but he took that chance on Friday night. Let's go back to Friday night, Alexandra Park for the Queen of Hearts. It's one of our two great mares races of the season, and this was a pearly. You can't see it because he was pushed to three back on the inside, but here's what it sounded like. The leader, Manhattan, back straight quarter, 28.6 over La Rosa. Harder than Diamonds, out of the 1-1, stylish Memphis, Darling Me getting to the outside, no run, All-American Lover. Top of the lane they are, Manhattan, a length and a half. La Rosa, stylish Memphis, down the outside, Darling Me, back on the inside, Harder than Diamonds, getting through to is All-American Lover. She's flying in front, Manhattan, All-American Lover, deep on the HR Fiskin passing lane, and she'll join the elite list of Queen of Hearts winners gets home nicely, all American lover. Aaron White's voice getting to an appropriate crescendo there to welcome James Stormont back to the Group One club after an absence of 15 years. I was talking to him on track after the race. I said, James, when was the last time you drove a Group One? He said, You're gonna have to Google it. Well, I went to hrnz.co.nz. And James, could you believe that? Congratulations and good morning to you. 15 years since Susie Maguire last put you in that Group 1 winner's circle. Yeah, it was a long time ago. A few drinks part, but um, yeah, no, they, they were the good old days, you know, and um, it's a, it's a um, you know, great to be able to get back into that group, you know, winning races. Mate, she's a good mare. She, she's always been a good mare, and she's been a very progressive mare for Team Telfer. Showed real speed that last 150 metres. Did All-American love her. What sort of feel did she give you? Yeah, she's pretty good in the running. I didn't expect to be on the fence, but I got pushed down by my stable mate, and um, 
and things happened in front of me and uh, we tra- she travelled beautiful all the way and actually jumped on the bit really nice around the quarter. Um, I'd driven uh, Andrew Neal's me once or twice before and uh, I knew she got in on the bend and out in the straights a little bit so I put that in the back and I just thought oh she might run out I'll get a run up the inside and it happened and uh, when I pulled the plug she really exploded. James, you haven't been driving in a lot of Group 1s and are incredibly hard to get involved in because we have big stables with regular drivers. Where do you see this helping you, or how do you see it helping you, and where do you see this next phase of your career? Because clearly you can still drive. Um, What's in the offing for James Stormont to try and get more regular drives at this level? Uh, well, we just got to have to see what happens. Um, it's going to be a few changes in, in, in well, in my life type thing soon, and uh, I just can't uh, say at the moment. But um, hopefully, the, they they might come with my new um, new way I'm going. So um, yeah, but if you're driving good, everybody jumps on the bandwagon. You know, if you're driving not so good, they they get off. And um, with hay bartender going a little bit better for me. For my own team and going, giving me a bit of um, people can see me, and it's it maybe off, offloaded a little bit like that as as the our game goes, as what you well know. James, Greg mentioned at the top of the show you've driven the twelve Group One winners. Uh, I went through them, all of them except for Decision Time in the Messenger were female horses. Um, have you ever considered yourself a, a a better driver of female horses than male horses? Have you ever considered yourself, James, a ladies' man? Is there any reason for this? <laughs> um, not really. I just very, um, very lucky. I got uh, associated with Malcolm Shin, and um, as we all know, with the young fillies and, and the mares, he does a fantastic job. And um, yeah, and. It, it's just been lucky with that. Um, I like to think myself pretty good driving the trotters, but um, you know. Uh, but no, it's um, I'd have to thank Malcolm for giving me the drives on all, all his good uh, young fillies early on, which give me a lot of those group races. And um, yeah, so yeah, that's about that. James, congratulations on the success on Friday night. And of course, your Group One winning record goes back to Tigerish uh, some thirty years ago. Your own team, Hay Bartender, a fantastic performance from him once again on Friday night. No, he didn't win. Copy that, got the better of him. But when you consider he's a two-time New Zealand Cup winner and he only was 30 metres behind you, you must have been delighted with your guy who's now only had the 10 starts and he's won half of those. And, gee, he looks a horse on the rise. Yeah, he's a really nice horse. It's um, like we were talking earlier on, the show, you know, um, the old record we've been a C5 and getting a bit of ring craft, and now we've got to get our ring craft and we're racing the open class horses or the best horse in Australasia, you could maybe say. And um, no, he, he went super, he put 150 in every race, um, so um, yeah, couldn't be more happy. Not too sure where we're going to go with him at the moment, just see how he comes through that, uh, that run. Is that the case with him at the moment that? Uh because he does put so much in, you've, you've got to be a little bit careful of, of over-taxing him, I suppose, at this stage of his career, because, James, it does look all ahead of him. Um, so I, I suppose there's a possibility he'll be there on the 31st in the uh, Lincoln Farms Franklin Cup, or 
he may not be, and you've just got to pick his targets a little bit at the moment. Yeah, that's right, Greg. Yeah, but just you've got to look after the horse. I, I still think he's six months away from being his, his full strength and everything like that. So um, if we can, you know, be patient with him like we've been done up to date, um, I think we'll give a real nice horse. Um, he's got the, his head around the standing starts at the moment. Um, and, um, yeah, I, yeah, and he'll tell us during the week um, if I carry on how much weight he's lost and how he feels with his work. James, I presume there's been offers for Hay Bartender and, and pretty decent ones, but uh, is he a syndicate-owned horse, in which case obviously dividing offers by 10 makes them not quite so attractive? Yeah, well, they're... To be honest, we got some. We did get some really nice offers, and there's only maybe one that wanted to sell. They, you can't buy what happiness that what they're getting out of the horse. You know, a, a thrill to go. Like one guy said the other night, we uh, we were in second, but what a thrill you getting second to copy that best horse in the country. You know, you can't buy the thrills that horses give to humans for whether they win first, second, or third. You mentioned copy that. Um... He was outstanding the other night because your horse was was very good and very strong to the line. Do you think he's the best horse in the country, copy that? Because he seems to be, when he's at his best, James, um, yeah, extremely good, verging on champion when he's at his best, and obviously he has a few lulls along the way. What do you make of copy that from what you've seen in the last eight weeks? Oh, I, I agree with you. What you've, I've watched the box seat with you and Greg and... Um... I I agree totally with you. Over here, he's he's really untouchable, just about. And then he goes, oh, he's not quite as good, you know, like you said with Terror to Love and and that. Um, yeah, but uh, I hope he they obviously get to see the best of him when he goes back over this time. And I I hope um, Ray gets well soon. James, driving has changed in this country. It, it looks like visually from the side a lot in the last five or ten years, and. The great drivers who are over 40, people like yourself, Tony, Morris, obviously Colin DeFilippi, there's plenty of others. But they are still very good at what they do. But does it feel to you like a younger man's game? Can you feel a change, not just in the ages of the people around you in the driver's room, but in the driving styles? Or are the fundamentals still the same? I agree with the first bit with you. Things are kind of changing as they do all the time, but um, I think you've still got to do your homework and know your drivers and the horses around you. Um, like with American Lover, just knowing that with the horse that was in the trail, um, just things like that come into it. And um, and you look, I've always looked up to Tony and Morris and Peter Wolfenden and them, and um, respect them and learn learn from them. You know, that's the way I look at it. All right, James. Question without notice, as they say. What's the <laughs> best horse you've driven in your 1,276 win-something career? Um, I've got a real soft spot for Mare and I. Um, I, I saw, I saw that one good. coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, she was she was a freak. She was, she was. And, um, and if Ross had kept going, I think we might have seen a bit more of it. But uh, just just the way things happen there. But um, yeah, I, I I I'll back her. Made a lot of people absolutely stoked to see you back in the Group One Winners Circle. As you said, it may be a time of change in your career and life. We look forward 
to seeing where that goes, mate. But thank you for joining us today. Thanks for always being a good friend to the media. And as I said, maybe we might need to start pestering you a bit more if you keep winning these big races. <laughs> yeah, I hope so, mate. <laughs> well, there you go, James. Not many people want to hear from me and Greg very often. So, mate, Merry Christmas and well done on Friday night. Thanks, guys. Thanks very much. Jimmy Stormont and uh, Greg, look, it is one of those wins a lot of people enjoyed. We'll get to the training side of it in a second, but you know, James has been hacking around without many top-notch drives for maybe five or ten years. All of a sudden, he's got a good horse in the barn, and he's, he said, interesting little teaser there, things could be changing in his life. Maybe there could be a, a few more opportunities coming his way. Um, I think... When you hear him dissect the drive the other night and harder than diamonds and, and how he thought about the race, you you sometimes forget just how skilled some of these guys are. Yeah, exactly, Michael. And I was one of the people that were thrilled for him to be able to win uh, the Rosslands Queen of Hearts on a Friday night. And uh, he's he's immensely talented. He just needs the opportunities and, and having a bit more profile with his own horse and, and now a Group 1 win. Uh, may very well get him some more drives. And, um, you know, it's all about confidence too, and that'll only uh, enhance his confidence levels. But, uh, you know, when you when you sit in the top 20 of all time, um, you don't get there by fluke. He does his homework. He knows the horses around him. Um, he just needs the opportunities, like so many of our, our very, very good horse people. And um, he's right. The, the, look, and you're right as well. There's there's a lot of young young talent coming through, and we're going to speak to Carter Delgetti, who's now a Group 1 winning driver himself. Um, you know, the, 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 the age sometimes can change things, Michael, but when you've got the talent and the knowledge and the ability that our, our, uh, you know, our top 20 drivers of all time have got, then they never lose it. That's the way I see it. Okay, this is, by the way, this is our last Trot's Talk for 2022. The only reason being is next Sunday's Christmas Day and you don't want to hear us on Christmas Day and we don't want to be here. Uh, and then the following week we're going to be into uh, into box uh, to New Year's Day, so that's 2023. So for today's chance to win some quid from the TAB, text into 8833. You know how texting works, you've got a phone. Uh I keep saying open your phone and do this, but no one has flip phones anymore, so I do not know why I possibly say that every week. But get your phone out, don't open it, because it's probably not a flip phone. And text double eight double three. We need your name, that's an easy part, your TRB account number, you might need to look that part up, uh, and where you are in the country. We also want your favourite race or winning performance of 2022. So there's no catchword this week, it's whatever you like. Um, the race that meant the most to you, you might have owned a share in one, you might have backed one. That's always tasty, isn't it, when you back one? Or just something that you enjoyed. And Greg O'Connor's going to give you his by the end of the show, and I'm going to give you mine. It can be anywhere in the world. It can be gallops if you want. We're a harness racing show, but maybe you owned a galloper that won a race. So text into us. Come, play along with us today on Trot's Talk. Double eight, double three. Name, TAB account number, and the race of 2022 for you. I'm going to go a harness race, and I'm going to go domestic because I want to keep it local. Get that in, and producer dude, Robbie, who would have heard of half of these races, but he's learning. It's a slow process. Um, he'll pick it out, the winner for a $50 bonus bet from the tab. So $50 bonus bet from the tab. Last show of 2022, you tell us your favourite race, predominantly harness-based. Text in to 8833 while we take this break. On the other side, we go looking for a winner. I got the 
Yes, it is the Southern Man section on Trot's Talk, brought to you by HRNZ. Go to Harness Racing New Zealand's webpage, hrnz.co.nz, for all of your harness racing needs, reviews, previews, all the videos, all of that sort of stuff. We're going to start off with a Southern lady to help us through today's opening part of the card. Anyway, the first half dozen races she has drives in. Gemma Thornley is her name. Very good morning to you, Gemma. Hi, Greg. Thanks for having me. No, thank you for taking the time out because you've got a pretty busy a few hours coming up. Before we get into your drives today, tell me about the weather there. I see there's a track downgrade to dead. What are we expecting over the afternoon on a big day for the Rangiora Club on the grass? Um, yeah, no, definitely not a very nice day here. It doesn't feel like we're supposed to be in summer. The rain's pouring down, so I'm thinking the grass might be a bit slippery out there. All right, well, let's talk about how you've gone so far this season. 15 wins. You'd be pretty satisfied with that, I would have thought. Yeah, definitely my best season so far to date, and hopefully it's not over yet, so hopefully it can keep continuing. And I've got been lucky to drive a few nice horses this season, so, yeah, it's been a great season. Gemma, are you a goals person? Did you set yourself a figure at the at the start of what is a new season now, 1 January to 31 December, and have you exceeded that goal? Um, I never really set goals. I just sort of just try and keep ticking along and hopefully keep improving. And um, definitely by far, this is way better season than I ever thought I was going to get. And it seems to keep getting better. So, yeah. Gemma, you work for Mark Jones and all of your drives today are for him. And obviously, Samantha Rotley is there as well. A couple of uh, really important people when it comes to developing your driving style I'm picking. Yeah, no, I've been lucky to be there for maybe three months now and it's definitely been a really good career move, like just ask them plenty of questions and I'm learning lots and it's actually really nice feeling that, you know, Sammy's out this week um, on suspension and Mark's put me on the whole team, which is actually a really nice feeling that he trusts me, especially with some of these horses, can be a little bit unruly, so yeah, it's a be a good learning experience. Yeah, well, you're a light driver on grass tracks. I know my co-host Michael Guerin thinks a lot of that, particularly at this time of year, particularly when the tracks get a little bit damp too. What about the chances today of hell of a moment in race number one? Likes the grass and has been multiple times placed in just half a dozen runs? Yeah, no, we um, we quite like him. He's improving heaps every time. He's come up from a wee freshen up without a trial. But hopefully we can get a nice cosy run on the pegs and... I'm picking with the weather, a few of these maiden trotters might make mistakes, um, but we can just keep grinding to the line which suits him. All right, he's a $10 chance in race number one. You've got a, a first starter in race number two, who I watched its trial this morning, Poetry in Motion. Looks a nice filly by Better's Delight, big chunky type. Uh, looks like she could stay a wee bit. Yeah, she. well, we think that hopefully she's going to be a Better's Delight as well that keeps improving on um, race day. The draw is... Hopefully we'll just get, a, again, a nice, cosy run through. And I'm sure she won't disappoint um, coming towards the end of the race, actually. All right, she's pretty well-bred. A uh, family of all-star man who won an aged pace at Kaikoura and Whisper Jet was a very smart filly. So she's come up $5.50. What about Kilauea? I think that's how you say it in race number three. Solid third from him. Last time that was at Wingatui on the grass on a similar type surface, a wetter surface, uh, that you're going to cope uh, or cop today. Yeah, no, definitely he's improving again. And his, yeah, his third at 
Wingatui was quite nice and having this type of track again probably will suit the big guy because he's definitely got a bit of size to him. So, yeah, hopefully he'll just keep hitting the line strong. Tack Teal's been uh, placed a few times, comes out of the Futurity final last time, comes up with a wide front row draw, $7 uh, the price for Tack Teal in race four. Yeah, the draw's a bit niggly, Greg, um, sort of drawn out wide and then there's a big back row as well. So sort of, he's not really showing as much as what we hoped he would, um, but he's definitely not the worst in that field. So hopefully we can get a nice run through and he'll be there about... Uh, Lilbus Muscles uh, comes out of that same Wingatui uh, form line, second behind uh, Coley Trouble. Uh, likes the grass and should be pretty competitive, I would have thought, in race five. Yeah, definitely. She's probably, one of my, I thought, one of my best chances for the day. Um, she suits this type of track. And just the one, the second rose is going to be a little bit niggly to come through. Um, but definitely she's been running really good races and she's been feeling quite happy at home, which is really good for her. Gemma, what can we make of Lizzie Richter, or can you just not tell us anything and just hope that she gets around? Um, I'll be stoked with myself if I can get her around. She probably, the problem with her is that she has shown ability, and that's why people keep sticking, <laughs> training her, but she's just got too many tricks up her book to know what was going to happen out there. <laughs> well, we wish you well getting around safely uh, today, but if she does produce her best, she can be in it. What about for our SENZ Trots Talk listeners? What's your best chance today, do you think? Um, probably definitely Little Miss Muscle, yep. She's been going good races, and she'll suit the track out there today. Beautiful. Hey, really appreciate your time. Uh, busy couple of hours coming up. We wish you well. Thank you very much, Greg. Good on you, Gemma. That's uh, Gemma Thornley from one Thornley to another. In fact, it's Gemma's uncle, as I worked out today. Sam Thornley joins us on uh, the radio this morning. Uh, thanks so much for your time, Sam. Thanks for having me. Uh, excellent. Uh, congratulations on your last couple of weeks. Of course, you've been away at the Australasian Young Drivers Championship, where you led all of the way, ending up finishing in second position. Um, was that a disappointment or, or oh, well, obviously it was for not winning it, but um, the whole experience I'm sure that you would have enjoyed? You know, it was, a, it was a great thrill. I was just very lucky to get on some good ones to start with that got me a lead in the front, but uh, they all caught up in the end, but it was just a big thrill to be there anyway. What about the difference in driving styles over there and, and how's that helped you, Sam, going forward? Uh, yeah, it's very different over there. They're so much more aggressive, which uh, is quite fun to drive against them. But yeah, learnt a lot and learnt a lot off different trainers over there. So it was just a good experience. All right, you're sitting on a milestone, 49 domestic career wins. I suppose if you count the two that you had in Australia, you've already gone uh, past the 50 mark. Let's see if we can add to that, uh, Sam, today. Madam Ruler in race number two for your dad, Robin, uh, definitely looks capable of at least winning a maiden. Yeah, no, nah, it's quite a nice horse. I think it'll win a couple of races. Um, just, uh, it's got pretty good gate speed, so I'll try to look to cross them and see what happens. But yeah, I think it, if it handles the track and all that, I think it's a pretty good chance. All right, $7.50, race two, number six. Madam Ruler does look a good chance. Longer odds about Sir Monty in race number three? Yeah, no, nah, he's not the worst horse either. He just He's never had a good draw in his whole life, I think. The last time he drew good, he crossed them and then trailed and then ended up back on the fence and he flew home for second. I think that was the last time I might have driven him before I went to Aussie. So, yeah, just the 
because his form's not too good, he hasn't been getting start, so they've had to put him in a stand start to get a start, but they're just uh, not too sure whether he'll go away or not. But if he went away, he's, like, he's a handy enough chance just to run a place. All right, he's a $31 chance, maybe a first four player uh, there today. She's a golden girl in race number six. Probably just needs to lift on her most recent form, but she is fourth up this time, and um, she she has handled the grass in the past. Yeah, no, she's been a very disappointing horse. Thought she would have won three or four races by now, but she just, doesn't, just hasn't seemed to be trying at the racetrack. But we uh, gave her a fresh enough and we've changed everything, and she had a first start back the other day for a couple of months. And I thought she didn't go too bad considering the time they went. So uh, she had a best she could win the race easy, but uh, I thought that a lot of times and she's let us down. So I don't know, but I wouldn't be surprised if she went good and I wouldn't be surprised if she went bad either. Right, one of those. Uh, she's a golden girl yeah. in race number six. Uh, your last couple of drives are for Bruce Negus. Shard's Fury in race number seven uh, is currently a $30 chance as well. Has a, a wide front row draw, although, sorry, it's off 10 metres, so wide off the uh, off the 10 metre mark. Any sort of top four chance? Uh, yeah, no, he's been a pretty good horse to me. I think I won three races on him this season, but uh, yeah, he's just real hit or miss. Like, he can beat that field easy if he if he was on his game, but you just never know what you're going to get with him. But the track should suit him real good, so he could be a sneaky first four chance. All right, and a wet grass track winner in the past has been Catherine, and Bruce Negus giving you an opportunity on her, and yeah, she loves the grass, and there's there's a few ticks there about her. Yep, no, I think she's uh, not the worst chance either. There's probably there's a few in there that are a bit better than her, but she's got a head start on them, and maybe in the wet grass track it might be hard to come from the back, so she could get up handy and run a place would be good all right of the drives today the handful that you have sam what do you think's the best of them uh yeah probably madam ruler but she's going with girls been working unreal but you never know what you're going to get with her yeah all right well she's paying uh, the right sort of money for a gold coin to chuck on she's a golden girl uh, anyway appreciate your time sam congratulations on what you've been able to achieve this season and that excellent performance in the australasian young drivers and go well today Perfect. Thanks for that. Gregor, All right, that's Sam Thornley. That, yeah. On that note, Gregory, what's uh, what's your couple of best today down there at Rangiora? Where the track, by the way, as Greg mentioned, rain is there. You heard from Gemma, um, downgraded, and a couple of scratchings already. So, with that in mind, as best we can, Gregory, what should we have a look at backing today? Yeah, race three, number nine, Chocoloo, I think will be really hard to beat. Standing start, 1950, steps quickly, Colin and Julie DeFilippi, Colin doing the steering. No real spoil there, Michael, but uh, yeah, I think the $2.70 if it finds the front. This this track, um, of all the years that I had to go out to Rangiora, I didn't have to go out there, but I was working out there, Michael. Um, if you could find the front, it's only a really short straight, so... Uh, they tend to dash away around the bend and, and, and get clear and, and it's hard to run them down. So I think you've got to try and find horses that are, are going to be on the speed. I've got an excellent race today, that uh, New World Rangiora Summer Cup, and I'm really interested in Get Up and Dance. Now with Bob Butt on the beach, uh, spoke to Nathan Williamson before that Addington race and he thought that he'd go well in that. I reckon the way Bob's team's going and the change of environment might be enough to see it 
uh, go a cracking race. Not a, a lot of exposed form on the wet grass track, but uh, I would think that uh, Get Up and Dance might be worth having a play on in race number eight. In a race that's full of form, Michael Samstown, Franco Marek, Homebush Lad, and we're going to catch up with Greg Hope later on. And Coravelli Star is a bit of a star on the grass, winning five races already. So, yeah, good race, but I'd like to have something on Get Up and Dance. Yeah, clear race of the day there. Getting some great entries into our text competition, double eight double three. It's free to enter. We need your name, your TAB account number, and your favourite win for 2022, whether it was a horse you liked watching, a horse you backed. Um, Caroline said she was part of the uh, the SENZ team for the Race by Grins. We had an ownership team who got half a percent in self-assured who, who won the Race by Grins. So she enjoyed that. And exactly the same comment uh, from, uh, from Brad, I think it was, or Brett it was. Uh, yeah, from Brett Johnson. And Brett, he said he went to uh, the race by Grins with his dad. I remember meeting him there. The lovely people they are. And he had a share in self-assured too. So good on you, Brett. It was cool to meet you that night back on April the 14th. It's actually on the same day next year. Uh, Bruce from Christchurch City, Sergeant Best winning on September the 24th was the best because he had a share in it. And maybe the clubhouse leader comes from Robert in Auckland. He said, Brookie's Jaffa winning at Alexandra Park because I got very drunk and put the wrong name on the betting slip and won some money. Well, I can't say I've done that, but it's probably a warning for youngsters out there. Do not bet and drink, or drink and bet. We don't do both at the same time, and if you do, put your bets on first. Get those texts in. What's your favourite race? What was your favourite performance? What was your favourite racing moment of 2022? Harness would be better. You've got more chance of winning if it's a harness result, even though your favourite race is a few coming in for the Melbourne Cup. Um, and domestic harness might even have more chance. Producer dude Robbie to find us the winner of our $50 bonus bet uh, about... 11.53. That's coming up on the remainder of Trot's Talk here, the last Trot's Talk show of 2022. We thank Harness Racing New Zealand for the opportunity to showcase the industry on this show. On the other side of this break, we'll talk to a young man who got a standing ovation. Don't see those very often at the Trot's. Standing ovation after winning his first Group 1 at Invercargill yesterday. After the break here on SCNZ Trot's Talk, Carter Delgetti. Krug is low flying, 300 metres left to travel in the cup. It's Krug two lengths in front from Spankover. Self assured them, BD Joe come to the outside, then Sam Wave. Krug turned for home in front. Here's Self assured down the outside, then Spankham, BD Joe, McKendrew Aviator. But Krug in front, he's nicely clear from Self assured. Krug is racing away. The Derby King will take out the Invercargill Cup. Krug, what a win. Krug beats Self assured. McKendrew Aviator, a great run. Third. The $100,000 Group 1 Invercargill Cup, the first ever Group 1 held in Southland, was last night at 7.29, which means around about 7.35, after a delayed start, there was a new Group 1 winning driver in this country. His name was Carter Delgetti. Carter, good morning. How did that feel? G'day, mate. Yeah, it's, it's quite unbelievable. It's, it's everything a harness racing boy dreams of, and it actually happened, got to pinch myself, but it's actually happened. I woke up this morning and I've still won it, so yeah, it's, it's a pretty good time. I spoke to you after the New Zealand Cup where things didn't go your way. You got trapped three wide and I said, well, that's a good learning experience for you. You can't win a cup until you stuffed a couple up. Seems a long time ago now, doesn't it? It's five weeks ago. It's funny how things change in life and funny how you've got to go through a couple of those bad ones to get the good ones. You're exactly right, yeah. 
it's funny how that all worked out. And to be completely honest, I was probably more nervous yesterday than I was for the New Zealand Cup. I don't know why that was, but uh, I was probably just as you say with the horses. Just since the New Zealand Cup, things have just gone really well with them, and and I think you could could easily say the pennies dropped and and uh, really. For myself, it was probably a massive learning curve just to be in that sort of situation in front of the crowd. So, yeah, hopefully I can carry on. You mentioned crowds. Um, the crowd obviously wouldn't have been as big yesterday for the big day at Invercargill, but people were standing up and clapping for you. Not for the horse, not for mum and dad, who are also immensely popular, but people in the harness racing industry realised it was your first Group 1 that must have given you butterflies, must have made you feel very special to have that much recognition for your moment. Oh, for sure. Like the Southlanders, it's, it was just unbelievable, the, the display they put on. And and when I went past that line, uh, not often you can hear a lot from the racetrack, but I just heard a massive roar. And, and coming into that parade ring, it was, it was something I've never seen before. And the amount of people that um, just took recognition of of the horse and just the whole situation, it was like you really had to be there to take it all in. It was it was quite amazing. Carter, because you're Cran and Chrissy's son, um, people sort of think eventually you'll end up training horses, and I know you do some of the work now. And we also know you're a man who has other ambitions. You've had your own clothing line. You've, you've played a decent level of footy down there, which is important in Canterbury. When these sort of successes come along and you have routinely be driving winners at Addington do you now see yourself more potentially as a full-time driver for the next decade of your life than maybe you did two years ago when you seemed to almost be doing it for fun yeah it's a good question really you're right I've only started driving last August so it's only really been over a year and to think that um, I've been very lucky the things that have happened for me this year I think um, that I've managed to achieve, you know, a few of those things. You're probably right. I, I think I will. Um, I probably definitely will carry on with the driving. Like, it's just one of those things. I think it's important to do things you enjoy, and and um, the best bit about it, if you're doing well. So, I'd um, I'd probably be silly to to not carry on. I'd say. Carter, congratulations on your first ever Group 1 success. 25 or 26 wins for the season. Did you set a goal? Was Have you exceeded what you were hoping to achieve? Yeah, I've definitely exceeded um, exceeded what I thought would happen this year. Is I just thought I would drive a winner and then drive 10 and then, and then keep going on from there. But as Mike said earlier, to drive in the New Zealand Cup and then to win a Group 1, it's, yeah, it's quite amazing. Just um, pinch yourself sort of stuff. Your association with this horse crew goes all the way back to the yearling sale parade ring when you sat beside your dad and said, that's the one we want, keep going. Um, you do have a great affinity with him, though, don't you? And it must have been an awesome feeling at the 800-metre mark knowing you and your mate were in front, in front of some really good horses, the self-assured Spankums, both near $2 million earners and a very much informed BD Joe, and you were able to sprint home in 54 and a half seconds. That must have been awesome. Yeah, that's right. He's, I just love the horse so much. And as you said, it started um, so young a few years ago at the yearling sales. And and he just he just gave me a feeling yesterday like he's never given me before. He, he was just really chewing at the bit. And, and really with the lap to go, I was holding him back to the field. But when I could really let him rip, 
um, at the 800. He just he was just low flying, as you say, and and I'm still I'm still thinking about you know self assured and Speedy Joe Spanking, they're all champion horses, and just the way that he cleared out from it, it gave me goosebumps. Yeah, well, it gave us goosebumps watching it, mate, because him in front, where he's won all of his major races, uh, is certainly a sight to behold. We can't let you go without your mum and dad. A couple of horses in today, Pink Panther Pounce and Ajira, uh, races 2 and 11 respectively, and they're both in the market. Can they both win? Yeah, the Pink Panther Pounce, I've driven her at her last two trials. I actually quite like the filly, to be honest. Um, on the grass, it's a little bit of a question mark being her first start, but um, today she she could just be half a run short, but then again um, she is good enough to win on raw ability. So if she's not winning today, I'd keep an eye on her for her next start. Carter, it's been an awesome year. Well done to you, mate. Um, you know, there's lots of people in the industry are really thrilled about yesterday. Just give us an indication between Snapchat, Instagram, maybe a bit of Facebook. You might be too young for Facebook and text messages and WhatsApp. How many messages did you get last night? <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, un- under under or over 50? Give us an indication. Oh, it would be over 50, I think. But it just, as you say, things like that, it just shows you how great this industry is, the amount of people that, that do congratulate you. It's, it's a pretty cool feeling. Mate, it was cool to watch. Well done, mate. Merry Christmas, young man. We'll talk to you a lot more in 2023. Thanks, guys. Hopefully... Carter Dalgetty, now a Group 1 winning driver. Well done to Chrissy and Cran, who trained the horse into all the winning connections. And that was a cool moment yesterday at Invercargill. We need to take another break here. Get your text into double eight double three. One of our entries, one of my highlights of the year for the racing was meeting Mick Guerin, who tipped me masterly, and it got beat in the first on Cup Day. Sorry about that, Craig. You weren't the only one. He wants $50 back as a bonus bet. I'm still copping it about Masterly. God, I might buy Masterly and sell it to someone I hate. Um, all right, we're on the other side of this break, we're going to talk to Greg Hope. Johnny, you're driving really well, 48 uh, for the season thus far. What about one for our SENZ listeners to follow over the next few weeks? I've got a maiden here that's probably not far away. He's probably going to line up at Miss, and I'd say, and Jimmy Ray. But he'll probably be racing on the 11th. He's a handy maiden anyway, so he's probably one that, for me, very good. That's what you get on Trot's Talk. That was Greg O'Connor about a month ago talking to John Morrison, and John tipped out Jimmy Ray at Addington. On Friday night, it rolled on home, back from about nines to fours, and got the chocolate. So stick with us in 2023, because we're going to get the words straight from the people's mouths. It's really hard to do, and give you a chance to back a winner. One man who's been training plenty of winners, along with his wife and son, is Greg Hope. Hopey, good morning. Welcome to the show. Muscle Mountain, I need to ask you, are you still eyeing Australia and the great Southern Star? Yeah, def- definitely, uh, Mike. Good morning, Mike and Greg. Um, yeah, we're definitely we're we're booked to go on the 18th of January. Uh, temporarily booked the plane, and um, yeah, that's the aim to take uh, Muscle Mountain and Midnight Dash over, with the intentions of probably Midnight Dash staying on and racing a little bit more over there. Um, probably uh, Muscle Mountain probably will only have two or three starts over there. Uh, we're sort of staying for about three weeks with, with the both of them. 
Was that uh, preface by Midnight Dash's performance on Friday night, which was excellent, Hobie. Coming off 40 metres is never easy, even with the smallish sort of field. But um, he's such a trier and such a tradesman that he probably deserves his chance over there. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, no, we were, we were always, where the win was a draw the other night, he was always he was always going to be going for a travelling mate for the Muscle um, Mountain. They live together, they uh, do everything together sort of thing. So, um we we always had intentions of um, sending uh, Midnight Dash as well, and the owners have been quite keen to see if he could uh, see how he'd go over there and might be able to dodge uh, Muscle Mountain and the Bolt Brilliances and the Sunday Suns of this world. So, yeah, by going there and trying, seeing how he'd settle in, and depending on how he settles, is whether how long he would stay there for. Um, we, we need horses here for Muscle Mountain to race, so we, we can't have him there for too long. Otherwise, no, we won't have any races at home, but, yeah. Grass track racing today, Rangiora, handful of chances. One that interests me, Eurocash first up. What are her expectations in race 10? Yeah, no, he's trolled up really super, really happy with him. We we do think this horse has got a quite a, quite a good future. Um, been a little bit disappointed in his last couple of preps. He's probably better than that, but... Um, Today he'll be just driven for one sit, having his first start back, and obviously the track will be affected by the rain, and um, he won't uh, won't be uh, getting a gut buster. But in saying that, we're we're uh, he's a, probably a horse to follow over the next uh, month, I would say. Yeah, uh, Ben's got Latrell in race number five. Um, where's he at? Because he was so good first up, and um, obviously there was a Derby path there, hopefully, but it didn't quite pan out. Yeah, no, here, I'd say Ben will be driving him, uh, you know, with a sit today too, being on the wet track. Um, he's a really lovely horse, and he'll he'll actually, you know, make his way through to cup class. He's actually got quite a bit of potential and got quite a bit of a bully. Um, he just probably needs to be developed into a racehorse. Um, he was coming off an illness last time, and probably Ben just probably overdrove him a little bit thinking well he wanted to test him to see whether he was good enough to line up in the derby and um as it worked out it wasn't so uh he should be a should be a better horse today as long as he handles the grass hopey thanks for all the hope to to the whole family made over the year on the radio for us and on television so mate have a good christmas we'll uh, we'll talk to you in 2023 brilliant Great. Greg Hope Thank heading you. to Australia with two trotters to attack the Great Southern Star. Greg, that's exciting. What is, it, it is. What was your highlight of 2022 race-wise? What was the race that you enjoyed the most? Oh, there's only one. There's only one that stands out, Michael, and that's clearly Sunday Suns, uh, Renwick Farms, Dominion. Uh, it was a race for the ages. It was a race that you had to be on course to, to experience that last 100 metres. So, yeah, Sunday Sun beating Muscle Mountain in, in an epic contest. Yeah, I'll go for the race by grins. I'm just wrapped to see a slot race. Oh, I think it was cool. It was nice to see Trans Tasman Harness racing back, and I think there was an appropriate winner not long after Roy Purden passed away, his son Mark winning our first ever slot race at $900,000. So well done to everybody involved there at Cambridge. And uh, producer dude Robbie, who gets the $50, the Christmas 50 from the TAB? Well, first of all, the uh, my, my pick. Okay, for, sorry, for the my, apologies. Yeah. my apologies, course, Robbie. You are part of the show. <laughs> no, There's I... only three of us in the little family here. <laughs>
Uh, yeah, just for the record, it doesn't mean much. But I take the race by grunts as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What's the point of saying that? You just could have said ditto. That'd be right. Yeah, that's true. You could have said yeah, ditto. No, the feeling of self-assured just getting oh. across. Oh, oh. so good. Yeah. But anyway, I've, we're giving Craig the money because uh, I get slack for not knowing much about harness racing. Yeah. And now you've gone and tipped him incorrectly. And so people stop talking about Marcel. Incorrectly. I love it. We're, 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 giving, we're, giving, we're giving him money back. Seriously. Seriously. Yeah. What, 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 what for people to stop talking about that? Merry Christmas from the team here at Trots Talk. Have a good luck with the betting today at Rangiora. So thanks for listening to Trots Talk in 2022.